Shanti. So today's podcast is going to be about anxiety and how I've dealt with it in the past and how I'm dealing with it now. So when it comes to what makes me anxious a lot, y'all, if I'm being honest, but my big, my big ones are going to be my dog's and honestly, in the past, something that I'm getting over now is just being alone, not necessarily in my own apartment, but more so of out in public, being myself, being by myself outside, out in public. That's one of the reasons why I got my dogs. And then a big third one is going to be me not having a college degree or not having a full college education. I talk specifically about that in my blog on my website. So if you want to hear about that, just, you know, go read that. But in general, those are probably the biggest three things that cross my mind on a daily basis, to be honest. So I realized that since I was little, I've always been called like the dramatic kid. I was always the oversensitive one. I was always told, you know, you're Shantiana, you're always so dramatic, you cry a lot, you're so sensitive. And it took me a long time to realize that it's okay to be sensitive and it's okay to have true emotions, right? Like I would cry if I was sad, if I was mad, honestly, if I was super happy. Like if you knew me in high school, I was always crying from laughing so hard. So I feel like me and my emotions are just very in tune, you know, like, and it took me a long time to realize that that's not a bad thing per se. Also, I always hear people say like, Shanti, you're so dramatic. Oh my gosh, don't be dramatic when I'm, especially when I'm upset about something, right? And that would always bother me. It would bother me a lot because I would question like, am I being dramatic? Like, am I just going over top, like, am I not supposed to feel this way or whatever the case may be. But it took a while for me to get past that and for me to stop caring what other people say about me and to realize that it's not drama, it's not me being dramatic, but it's honestly just me dealing with anxiety and being anxious about stuff, which I feel like everybody goes through, not I feel, but everybody gets anxious and everybody has anxiety about something, even if it's just something super tiny or if it's huge, right? And I feel like that's something that's not talked about at all or very little. And it's joked about a lot to the people that I talk to, you know, we talk about, oh yeah, I have anxiety or like, oh yeah, I'm super anxious right now. I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about it. Don't hide it. It's something to be embarrassed about because we all go through it. So when it comes to transitioning from everyone calling me overly sensitive or overly dramatic to me being upfront and saying, no, I'm not being dramatic. This is how I literally feel. It took a while. And I feel like it took even longer for my friends and my family to realize, oh crap, like she's being for real. She's, she's not being dramatic. And I'm very appreciative to, especially my family, to note to who, when they notice that. And 
I feel like my life is so much easier that I don't have this like feeling anymore of being dramatic. And I know that everybody knows that I'm being my true self because of how honest I was and straightforward I was when it comes to being anxious. So in the past, when it comes to anxiety, I dealt with it horribly. I either didn't deal with it and just wallowed in my pity and sat in my room and cried and cried. And I had a really bad issue with eating and overeating and binge eating. And I feel like all of those things just made it worse. I would cry and then I realized like, oh my gosh, I'm still crying. And then I would cry more. And then I'd be like, oh my gosh, like food makes me feel better. So I'm going to go eat. I, y'all, I could eat like so much in the past. Like my go-to thing, everybody would see me with Chick-fil-A, right? Chick-fil-A is my worst enemy. And I could eat the spicy chicken sandwich meal, the large, with a large Sprite. And back when Chick-fil-A had like the size of milkshakes, you could do like a, a small or large, right? I would get the small or the, the large um, Oreo milkshake thing with no cherry to be exact. And I would get a small fry and extra Chick-fil-A sauce before they started limiting how much Chick-fil-A sauce. And I would eat it all. I would eat it all. And it's so embarrassing saying that out loud, but I could sit there and cry and eat all of that Chick-fil-A and still be like, oh my gosh, I just ate that, but I'm still sad. I want to go eat more, you know? And it took a long time for me to get over that. Now, before COVID, um, I never, you know, went to go see a therapist. I never talked to a psychologist or not a psychologist, but a therapist or anything like that. So I was really just dealing with it. I used to watch YouTube videos on like self-help and how to be calm and how not to binge eat. And none of those helped me. None of those helped me at all. I just dealt with it. I would cry to my friends and they'll cry with me because they're also going to the same things. And it was just a revolving door of nothingness. It was just horrible anxiety, horrible habits. And I just felt like I really needed help. So when COVID happened, obviously all of us struggled and the app BetterHelp came out, right? And, or I think it came out a little bit before COVID, but I found it um, during COVID because it was just a horrible time for me. Um, I, you know, didn't have a job at the beginning of it. Um, I wasn't working, even like starting my business, I wasn't working for a couple months and my mental health was just crap. And so I signed up for it. Um, I got like a coupon code off of like a YouTube video by like Shane Dawson. And I know like he's not a thing anymore, but I watched a video of his and I got a coupon code and I used it. And the lady that I spoke with, she was very like warm and welcoming and she didn't make me feel embarrassed because growing up in a household like, of, like you know, like people of color, I feel like mental health is not talked about whatsoever. And this is not like a bash to my family or a bash to people of color, but I'm realizing like I didn't grow up with like talking about 
you know, anxiety or depression or mental health or anything like that. You know, it was very much of we're strong, independent black women and we are supposed to, you know, be independent and do things by ourselves and get through it. Right. Because if y'all ever met my mama, like that girl is crazy. Like she's one of the most strongest women I know in my life or not even one of them. She is the strongest woman I know. And hey, mom, if you're watching this, love you, girl. But that's who I wanted to be when I grow up. You know, my mom didn't give two craps about what anybody would say about her. You know, she really like pushed that upon us, you know, to make sure that we were very confident in ourselves. But I think because I grew up with that and because I saw her, you know, being so successful and obviously like our parents don't show like the soft sides, right. Or like the true adult life. And so in my eyes, she was always strong. Right. And I wanted to implement that. I wanted to be that strong independent black woman and not care about what people thought about me. So anyways, I was so embarrassed to start therapy and I was so embarrassed to talk to someone who wasn't a part of my family or who wasn't a friend, but it was honestly like life changing because they have no bias against you. They don't know you. They have nothing, nothing to judge about. Right. And after talking with this lady, I had probably like four sessions with her, I think. And even like in those four sessions, I felt much better about what I was doing, how I was living my life, my decisions I was making at that time. And then she even talked to me about like my habits of how I deal with me being sad and like deal with me having anxiety. And so that's when I really like honed in on what I wanted to do. So I moved out of my mom's house um, the fall of 2020 and I started like working out I started meal prepping. I started really like getting into self-care, you know, um, self-care, like not even just like washing your face, right? Y'all like self-care is like taking time, you know, and caring about yourself. Journaling was a really big thing that I started planning my life ahead was a big thing. And especially because my business was like a hundred percent full force. Um, I had to do that. So I started working out a lot and I did Herbalife, which, oh my gosh, I'm talking about all the things that are canceled y'all, but I did Herbalife for about, I think like three, four months. And honestly, like it worked for me. I don't know about y'all. I don't, I'm I'm not even going to talk about it, but it worked for me. Okay. I lost like 15 pounds. I looked so good and I felt good and the binge eating stopped. I stopped binge eating. I stopped eating out fast food. And I just felt the best that I ever felt in my entire life. So I still obviously, you know, had anxiety that wasn't that didn't, you don't fix that you don't stop that. But how I dealt with it definitely changed. So now I really I journal a lot. I, you know, plan I time stamp my entire life. I plan my entire life out. Um, I work out. I go hike. I walk my dogs. I train my dogs. I just have so many different things that I do that could help me. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people forget that they have the opportunity to or the option to make is 
there's no one way to help your anxiety, right? There's no one way to fix or to get over something. You have so many options out there that people forget. And this is one like quote that really stuck with me that I put in my blog today was, be not afraid of discomfort. If you can't put yourself in a situation where you are uncomfortable, then you will never grow. You will never change and you will never learn. And that's by Jason Reynolds. But that really stuck with me a couple months ago because I was so uncomfortable. I was so ridden with fear that something was going to happen that I was so focused on the negative stuff, right? Finally, when I switched over my mindset and switched over my habits, I realized that in order for something to change, in order for something good to happen, I have to get through those trials and tribulations and the discomfort. Um, like starting my business, it was hard. And now, you know, it was, it's so, it's so successful. But anyways, like I said, now I work out, I go hike. Um, I work with my dogs. I talk to my friends. I'm doing this podcast. I'm doing blogs. I'm journaling. There's so many things out there that I do to help my anxiety. Now, if you follow me on Snapchat, then you know that on what day was it? On the what is 18th. So October 18th, Monday was the worst day of my life, y'all. Oh my God, I'm gonna cry talking about it. I, w- I went to the vet to go get my dogs their updated shot records, okay? Being a good pet parent, a good dog mom, doing what I was supposed to do. Anyways, long story short, I'm not gonna tell you all the whole thing because we're gonna be here for like 20 minutes. But long story short, I was in line and my dog was sitting right in between my legs as he usually does. And this dog, this guy comes up, his dog's on a leash, comes up next to us. And this dog snatches Kenai away from me. Like he missed my leg and just grabs Kenai by his face and starts pulling my dog around. Okay. Now, if you know me personally, you know, my dogs are my life. Kenai, he is literally only 37 pounds. He's a cattle dog, like a blue healer mix. Um, He is my emotional support animal. I bring him everywhere. He provides me amazing support. He does a really good job. Um, If I say so myself, I've done a good job training him, but whatever. Um, Anyway, so yeah. So like my life flashed before my eyes. My dog is bleeding. He's screaming. He is not even trying to fight back. Like he can't. That dog was holding onto his face, y'all. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. Anyways. For three minutes, this dog was holding on to him and there was so much blood, you know, um, it was so graphic. I had a panic attack in the middle of the parking lot because it happened in the parking lot and it was horrible. It was horrible. After it stopped, after that dog finally let him go, he ran straight to me and I just sat down and held my dog and cried and just cried. His lip was just bleeding and was hanging there. It was horrible. Oh my gosh. Anyways. So um, I took him to the vet. He's all good. He's healing now. Um, he's, he's doing okay. Long story short, he's doing okay. Anyways, my anxiety level from Monday to even now is so high. I've had a migraine since Monday night. And 
I was like, you know, it's bad when I, you're grinding your teeth in your sleep. Like I woke up and my teeth were hurting. Like it was horrible, you know? And I was talking to my friend and I was telling him, I was like, this is so crazy. Like this is something that I've worked on so hard with Kenai and his training. And now like it's going to go back to ground zero. I was just being so negative about everything. And yeah, like it's a horrible situation that that happened, but he was reminding me, he's like, Shanti, Kenai is alive. Kenya is alive. My puppy, you're alive and he's breathing. He's fine. He's going to heal. Like, it's okay. You can fix, you can retrain him. He's fine. And I'm, and at first I was so mad. I was like, okay, well, let me just wallow in my pity and let me be upset. Right. And I ignored him. And y'all, I went to Chick-fil-A. I went to Chick-fil-A. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. I'm so embarrassed. I went to Chick-fil-A. I haven't had Chick-fil-A in four months. Okay, y'all be so proud of me. I haven't had Chick-fil-A in like four months. And I went to Chick-fil-A. I ordered my usual meal, spicy chicken sandwich meal, large fry, um, the, the milkshake, extra fries, all of that, right? And I sat in my car in the freaking Lowe's parking lot and I was eating. I finished my sandwich and I was drinking my Sprite. I ate half of my fries. I was sipping on my milkshake. I couldn't even finish my, my, I finished my sandwich, but I couldn't even finish my fries. I couldn't finish my drink. I couldn't finish my milkshake. And of course I didn't even touch my other fries, right? And it hit me that my body has learned and is telling me like, no, like don't, you can't eat for like, you can't eat this. It's going to be bad. Like, but also I feel like that was a wake up call for me telling myself like everything's going to be fine. You don't have to freak out. You don't have to, you know, be super anxious over this because my friend was, was right. Kenai is alive, you know, and Kenai is well, and he's healing and everything's going to be okay. Right. So today I'm doing a lot better. Um, I haven't had Chick-fil-A, but I meal prepped my meals, my, my breakfast and my lunch and my dinner is thawing out in my sink. And I feel like you can't help yourself until you want to help yourself. Right. I feel like when it comes to just talking specifically about about anxiety, because that's really what I have experience with. But until you realize that you need help and until you realize that you want to help yourself, you're not going to you're not going to be successful in being strong. Right. And wanting to be strong. You have to want something for it to happen. People talk about manifestation and manifesting a bunch of stuff. Whatever you believe in, manifesting, praying to God, you know, praying to the stars, astrology, whatever, you have to, you can ask for something to happen, but you have to believe that's going to happen and you have to want it to happen. And I feel like a lot of people don't think that or don't understand that because they, they say it, oh, I want to do this or I want to do this or I wish this could happen. Okay, well, how can you take that first step, right? I have grounded myself from Chick-fil-A. I have promised myself that I'm not going to eat Chick-fil-A for the rest of 2021. And 
my birthday is actually I'm changing it right now. I am not going to eat Chick-fil-A until my birthday, April 1st, 2022. I am not going to eat it until my birthday. So no one asked me to eat Chick-fil-A. Okay. No one asked me, but you guys have to want, and you guys have to work for what you want. If you want to work on your anxiety, you have to take that first step, whether that's t- talking through a therapist, talking to your family, talking to your friends, you have to take that first step and find what makes you happy. Even if it's freaking playing your Nintendo Switch, even if it's playing with dogs, if you need a dog to come cuddle, I have a puppy, come cuddle my dog. She will lick you to death. Okay. But I want everyone to find what makes them happy, even if it's the smallest thing and make that your, your, you know, out of, you know, help you get out of that anxiety mindset, right? Of that anxious mindset. You're allowed to feel anxious. You're allowed to be sad. You're allowed to have emotions, but just remember that negativity is going to lead to more negativity. Positivity is going to lead to more positivity. You have to be uncomfortable to learn. You have to get uncomfortable to have a change. So if you don't take anything else from this podcast, find, take this, find what makes you happy and do it. Find what makes you uncomfortable, get through it and get to the change. Okay. I love y'all. Have a good rest of your day and I'll talk to y'all in the next podcast. Bye.